0: Um, the title of her sermon today is Pray With and For Boldness, uh, which is based off the scripture from Acts chapter 4, verses 23 to 31. Um, I know the bullet is 30, but it's 31. Um, so I'll read that out. I invite you all to open up your Bible apps and maybe highlight a few verses I point out to you. If not, you can follow along the scene as well. And our Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. This is the word of God. Um, I'll invite Emerald up.
1: Hello. Hi, everybody. Ooh, there's a lot more people than at the start. <laughs> um, so good to be here. I um, actually don't preach. <laughs> I don't normally preach, but um, I am usually right there playing piano. Um, so my comfort blanket, uh, but I can't play that today. So I'm here sharing the word with you today. Um, I know that it's probably not as natural for me but I know that God will strengthen me through today um, and he's definitely guided me through at this point so I pray that um, yeah that that God will um, be glorified no matter what and that speak through uh, the words that I say today Um, but uh, let's pray hey Father we just want to thank you for this time to come together at CACV to worship uh, pray to together and to have fellowship with one another Lord I just pray that may you help us unravel the things uh, that are buzzing in our minds at the moment and may you help us to listen to your voice today I pray that the Holy Spirit guide us and speak to us as your word today is shared I pray that we have closer relationships with you and that we have in our faith as well Lord may you help us. so we pray that in your loving name. So, because I'm a millennial, um, we're going to start with a TikTok, okay? Because I'm hip, not really, but here's a TikTok. The <laughs> um, context to this video is actually uh, you're eating with a friend. They may be Christian, they may be not Christian, um, and that's the context. It's So, we might have to play it twice, but have a watch. I don't know what happened to the music. Group, actually, that was weird. Um, so what actually was supposed to happen <laughs> was, she was she just ate and then someone else was like, dear Heavenly Father, she was like, and spat the food out. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. That was, that was, music was a bit weird. I don't know what happened there. But that was what was supposed to happen. So I thought that was really funny because I personally relate to that very deeply. Um, and it, actually, who, who actually relates to this? Can you raise Thank you. Goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not the only one being blasphemed in any way uh, for not before we eat. Um, so yeah, so today we're going to look into uh, this passage in the book of Acts. Uh, I'm not sure if you actually realize this, but we're actually going through the Book of Acts. We've had some guest speakers and we've had some events for the last couple of months, so we've had a pause on the Book of Acts. But today, we'll bring it back today, and the sermon title is Praying With and for Boldness. Now, I actually didn't realize that this coming week was the actual Alliance Prayer Week. Um, I didn't plan for that to coincide at all. I have a feeling the people who did the roster did not plan for that to go <laughs> inside. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't help but really God, honestly. I think that's pretty amazing that today we talk about prayer and then this coming week we'll be doing a prayer week. So I think that's amazing. Praise God. Before we look into the scripture that Luke has just read, I do want to spend some time talking about personal. This is because we'll be tapping into corporate prayer later, but I think it's really important to talk about our own devotional prayer. Now, sometimes we think that prayer is just speaking in speaking to the someone is listening to you. Um, you might have grown up in church, so prayer is a concept to you. Or you might be new to the whole Christian thing, and prayer is a little bit odd to you. You may have been a Christian for a while, and it's odd still feels a bit, a bit weird. You're not as confident. Pray, for, for example. Or you may have been a Christian for a, a long time, but prayer may feel a little dry, a little maybe a broken record, and it feels like a vending machine, a little, and you something great in return or it can feel like a chore just like a video we or we when we gather as christians we just have to pray no matter what we do so we know that prayer is important just as it's mentioned a lot in scripture in First Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 16, 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In Acts, chapter 6, verse 4, it says, But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Colossians, chapter 4, verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. And this is just... A drop essentially of the amount of prayer scriptures there is in the Bible. Prayer is a time or a moment we don't just speak to God, we speak with God. I'm sure we all have that friend who comes to us and they come to and all the problems at the moment. But before you even share about your thoughts, how you're going, the conversation just ends there. Sometimes prayer can seem like that. So I want to ask you, how is your prayer life? Is it maybe dry, stale, a broken record, a bit of a vending machine? Or so I have some tips, some basic foundation tips. Um, for your own devotional prayer. Now, I do want to preface that these are not my thoughts, not my own uh, ideas. This is actually from a video that I actually saw recently, um, but if you're actually watching that video, feel free to ask me. I am more than happy to share it with you. It's really good. It's talking about how to pray. So, the acronym There is no vowels. <laughs> it's P. <laughs> yep, that's right. And with me. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to start off with P, okay? Presence. So you know when you're sitting in a room by yourself and you notice that someone enters the room? But they don't enter in front of you. They're actually entering behind you. Um, so you can't actually see them. That is the start of prayer when you just have that awareness of someone entering that room and that someone is God. H, heart. God hears our hearts, not our words. I'm gonna repeat that again. God hears our hearts, not our words. He doesn't need the fancy words, He doesn't need the elaborate prayers, He doesn't need to be sophisticated. Um, we just need to offer our hearts. In the same way, we also need to listen to God's heart. Now these can be little subtle changes or little inspirations that come out throughout your day um, or the clarity that we need in our souls. Heart. T stands for trust. We need to have radical trust in God, the creator of this universe, the maker of you and me. I want to share a verse, Psalm 139, it says, For you created my inmost being, your works are wonderful, I know that fully well. Now, I know I, sh- I shared this at the Mother's Day service, um, and it really spoke to me for a few things. For those who don't know, I'm actually pregnant. I'm seven. I did not expect that, <laughs> um, but um, it really spoke to me because um, God knew me before I knew. He knew you in your mother's womb. He knew of your character. Knew who you were gonna be that you would have, knew the creativity that you would have in your you entered. I find that pretty incredible, wouldn't you agree? I'm going to share a bit of a story about how, uh, about a, essentially a testimony about trust. So I'm going to share about um, back when I was young, in my 20s, um, I was, you know, how you go in high school. And you start thinking about the job or the things that you want to become. You know, some people say firefighter. I want to be a what deaf people do. (laughs) Deaf people things. Or um, I want to work with marine animals. I know, just you know, you start to think about what you want to do in life. And it came to that point when you're in year 12, when you're thinking about uh, what you want to become. And that I wanted to help people. I didn't know how, but I just knew that I wanted to help people. And so my mum actually suggested nursing. Now I do want to preface that my <laughs> healthcare. <laughs> my my sister is a doctor. Her parents are physiotherapy our own, obviously, but a nightmare. I did fail a unit. I want to preface that. We all have our moments. I finished up my nursing uh, course. I did unit, Um, but I passed. And it came to the point when you have to uh, apply for jobs. And particularly in nursing, there's something called a graduate nurse program, and it's sort of like an internship when you're um, applying for business jobs. Is what I imagine. (laughs) And Yeah, and so the whole idea of the course is that they support you uh, in the hospital and they help you as you butt into your nursing So it's a fantastic program. Jason probably would know it very well as well. And um, there are very limited spots for each hospital, very limited. There are thousands, actually. You know, people who their nursing course but there's only a very limited amount of spots. And they say that if you don't get a program, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be really hard for you to actually um, enter into your career and stuff like that. So, came to my last exam. I finished my final exam. I was like, whew, I've got all of this burden off my shoulders. Finished my last My final exam, the very last one I finished. And then I look at my phone and my options have come through. And the first few words were, unfortunately, you've been unsuccessful. And so, you can imagine, it was really scary. I remember immediately I called my mom. We just started to try to fix everything. We were, and we were about this even before, you know, the whole application. They're like, if you don't get a program, just call them. And so, I started calling hospitals being like hey do you have any unmatched positions more than happy if you give me opportunity there were positions in Mildura and I was like too far I'm not that desperate <laughs> but yeah and so I started calling they called five hospitals and that happened on a Monday Thir- Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday every day I called the hospitals no reply no one answered their phones. Looking back now is very smart because I'll be very... <laughs> <annoying>. <laughs> um, and so I called with them. And as you can imagine, I'm really distraught. I am so lost at this point. I have been... I thought that nursing was my calling, and yet I didn't get a job. And ironically, nursing has the best job security ever. <laughs> um, so it was like, why don't I have a job? Why, don't, why didn't I get a position? And so I cried from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to Friday. And on Friday, it got to a point I was like, I'm really tired of crying. This is really exhausting. And I just prayed to God. God, I know that you have called me to this place. You've called me to become a nurse. And I feel really strongly about that. Um, So I'm just going to lift it up to you. To you because I know that... No matter what happens, I know that I'm crying. It's because I'm emotional and I'm pregnant and I'm just emotions. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I just lifted up to God being like, "Yep, yeah, I know that whatever happens, you have a great plan for me and I know that, Lord, I trust you. And so i crying, not like this. Um, and on then, oh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and then came on Monday. And then Monday came, and I was like, I got a phone okay. call. The organization I'm with now, they hired me. They said, I'm willing to give you a position. And I was so enjoyed. I was so happy. Yes, this is what we've worked for. It's what your parents want you to have, a job. <laughs> and I got it. And immediately when I hanged up the phone, I, am, I cried, I cried so hard because I knew that I just needed to trust God. I knew that He had a plan for me and all I needed to do was trust Him. So remember. PHT, presence, heart, and trust. Okay. So, we're actually at this point where we're going to go back to the scripture. But I do need to give some context about the scripture that we've read today. Um, I'm not sure if you remembered, but actually Luke gave a sermon, maybe in March or April, April maybe, April? Anyway, a while ago. It was called Our True Need, and it was talking about Acts chapter 3. It was talking about how Peter and John had just healed a beggar, a man who had been in the front of the temples for pretty much most of his life, and he'd been blind. People who enter the temples would know him because he would always sit at the front asking for money, and they just knew him for many years, okay? so That's what Luke preached in Acts chapter 3. And then in Acts chapter 4 is the passage before our passage today. And so what happened was Peter and John had shared this miraculous news with the people around them. And so a lot of people had come to believe that day, apparently up to 5,000 people. And then those news then traveled to the teachers of the law and the Sadducees, the priests of the law and the captain of the temple. And they were not happy about this, that they were preaching about Jesus Christ. So then Peter and John were then arrested by the captain of the temple. They stayed a night in jail and then the next day they were brought into a courthouse and in the courthouse um, they were asked, the the teachers of the law asked Peter and John by what power or what name did you do this in? Then it says Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame, are being asked how he was healed, then know this, "You you and all people of Israel, it is the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, and now this man stands before you, healed. And so, what happened was the teachers of the Lord drew back and they were like, I don't know how to do this. What do we do? Everyone knows that this man was healed in the name of Jesus. We can't even deny that. And so, then they went back to Peter and John and said, Ask them, actually, charge them to not speak or even teach in the name of Jesus. And then Peter and John replied, Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. So they didn't know what to do. Um, They didn't know what to do about Peter and John, so they just let him go. That was it. And now we've come to our passage for today. And so what happened was Peter and John then go back to their friends, their apostles, and they then told them exactly what happened. They're like, "We've got arrested, they told us this, oh my gosh." Oh. And essentially we're told by the priests that you need to stop sharing the gospel. This could have shaken them to their core. It could have been enough for them to think, maybe we should stop. Maybe this could end our lives, maybe. But no, they didn't. What did they do? They immediately raised their voices and prayed together to God. Praying together is a time when brothers and sisters in Christ are able to lift up their burdens, a time where we can encourage one another and have accountability. Praying together is powerful. It can increase, of our church. It encourages one another in sharing our joys hard times as well. Especially in the hard times when we're really fixated on the struggles and the pain, our perspectives can get narrower and narrower. Praying together can help us move from seeking our own perspectives to the desires of God's. And so that is the first point from our passage here today. Praying together is powerful. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, 20, Again, truly I tell you, if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Praying together invites the presence and the power of So again, praying is powerful. And we move on. Uh, I think, do I have it? There we go. Um, So they start praying. They say, sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. They started praising God that he is sovereign, that he is the one who created everything, the heavens, the earth and the sea. And then they quote, this small passage here is actually from the book of Psalms, chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. It says, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the people rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Now remember that small passage there is actually written in the book of Psalms. King David had written that passage and essentially had prophesied the death of Jesus hundreds of years ago. And here they recognize that God knew of Jesus' death. He planned Jesus' death way before Herod and Pontius Pilate ever thought about plotting the crucifixion of Jesus. He is the sovereign God. They remind themselves that this is a sovereign God, a God who knows everything. They found peace in knowing that God is the omnipotent The all powerful, the omniscient, can't do it. The omniscient, the all knowing, and the omnipresent. He is present at all times. Now, do you remember our acronym? Good, good, very good. I'm glad we're doing something today. All right, so what's the first one? Presence. Second one? Good. And the third? Trust. Really good. And so that's our point for today. Trust that God is sovereign. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Trust that God is sovereign. His plans and his wills are higher than our ways. He knows what we're all going through more than anyone else, so trust him. We move on to the passage in verse 29. Did I do it? Oh yeah, there we go. Now Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where, where they were meeting was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So they prayed for boldness. To speak his word with great boldness even. In the Greek text, the word boldness was translated from the word parisia, which means with confidence, freedom in speaking, unreserved in speech, without ambiguity. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't personally love confrontation. I just don't have the personality for it. It's very unnerving. But I can see that this prayer for boldness can be applicable to this very day. Especially in this woke society, I can feel it harder to even talk about Jesus or even to talk about your own faith without the fear of being silenced or rejected. So that's why we need to pray for boldness, for the confidence to speak about Jesus with others. People. people need to know about Jesus. People need to know that there is a God that loves them and cares for them so much that they keep land for the final destruction of sin. Now this might go against the grains of our fibers. I'm not sure if that's a but It might not seem very natural to you. I know that this is challenging for me as I read this verse. I am not a bold person, I would say. And that could be a difference in personality as well. I know that in Chinese culture, we tend to not take large risks in general. But that's just a very generalized, just saying that, okay. Um, And in not taking risk, there is some wisdom. But when we're not bold in our faith, when we are not bold in our prayers, we are really missing out on the miraculous works of God. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7-8 and it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Simply enough, if we don't actually ask, if we don't actually pray, God won't give if we don't ask. Now, this is not to say that our prayers can change the course of God's plan. John Piper explains it like this. And that's the way it is with all prayer. God doesn't plan the world and then wonder if anyone's going to pray for part of his plan to be changed. He plans the world and part of his planning for the world is the praying of his people for what he plans to do. In verse 31 from our passage today, it says, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with Holy Spirit and spoke of the word God boldly. We can and we should pray like this. This is relevant for all of us here today. And so that's my last point. Pray with and for boldness. So let's not just pray for the general outpouring of the Holy Spirit, but be specific, to boldly declare your faith to your friends and family, for his hand to stretch out to perform miracles, for signs and miracles to be performed in the name of Jesus. Only then will those signs and wonders come, not only here at CACV, but wherever God takes us. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you, God, that, Lord, that you are omnipresent, omnipotent, omnis- um, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. Lord, we just want to thank you for who you are, that we can trust you in all times, that, Lord, that you have a plan that is greater than what we could ever imagine. Father, I just pray for boldness at this church today. I pray, Lord, that may we be bold in our faith, in sharing our own faith with friends and family, so that, Lord, that they come to see you, and they come to see your glory and your goodness. Father, I pray that may this church may grow up to have prayer warriors, people who pray boldly, people who um, expect the great miracles from you today. So, Father, I just pray that may your Holy Spirit continue to convict us, mould us, and be with us. In this prayer week, this week I pray that, uh, Lord, that may we draw closer to you in our relationship with you and we speak with you today. We thank you, Father, and we pray in your love. Amen.